What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the 21 Gun Podcast. Let me remove that. Uh, can you do that, Jeremy? Uh, usually I like to start with the video, and I found a really cool video. I saw this video about, I don't know, it was like two weeks ago, but I didn't, I forgot to share it last week, and then now it's starting to become viral. So I feel like I could have been the guy who made it go viral, but check this out. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty intense. Have you guys seen this yet? I have, yep. yeah. Isn't this crazy? I saw it on TikTok of all places. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw it on Reddit uh, when it started first making the circles. So these guys are, are South African. I don't know if they they run money or whatever. It's a uh, so it's it's basically they run money from the bank. Okay. Mm-hmm. And look at this guy on the on the right, uh, our right, his left. <laughs> He's like, nope. He's trying to give the other guy. And initially, he pulls out a small pistol, and the guy's like, no, the other gun, the other gun. And look at him. He's like, oh, yeah, you might want to charge it. <laughs> now, I, I know I'm Monday morning quarterbacking here, right? What would I be doing in this situation? Probably shitting my pants in the same in the same manner. Yeah, but this entire video, this guy's a beast. Like, calm, collected, yeah. busts a UE. I mean, he's, he's, charges he's, them. He's former military, has to be, or SWAT or something. This guy knows what he's doing. That's the guy on the left, and you would never expect, like, standing next to a guy like that, the skinny dude that he's like operates and that's kind of the way it goes you guys ever been to um uh we'll get into introductions and all that here in a minute you ever been down to southern pines where the sure the, yeah where all the delta force guys are you never know who they are no except no. most of them have they they have the long beards and stuff but yeah so they they he ends up going against traffic from what i read um they're still chasing him they're in that white pickup truck back there they tried to ram him off the road he decides he tries to go over the median and that's them shooting him yep so. yep See that pass by right there? Yep. So they hit the median. The truck gets hung up. And then he's like, fuck it. I'm out. We got to go. <laughs> and he hops oh, yeah. out. And I guess uh, I read the news report. When he when he gets out and engages with his AR, uh, they, they leave. They're like, nope. I didn't know you guys were going to shoot back. Yep. <laughs> shoot Return back. fire. This guy, he's, even, he's like, uh, how do I operate a phone again? Dial 911. It's, it's. Oh. This is why I want a um, cyber truck, because they're bulletproof. <laughs> yeah, man, that'd be great. I'm going to be driving with my kids and be like, don't worry, guys, I got it. Now, if I'm in a situation like this with my kids, uh, call me a bad dad, I guess. Okay, this is over. We'll just watch this part. Take your seatbelt off, dude. And the other guy's like, I'm just I'm Yeah, just, he's I'm like, yeah, dude, you take this, I'm going to be on my, be on IG here. Sending out a tweet. Crazy, right? It's insane. Yeah. Um, so instead of, yeah, how do I do that? Okay, remove from studio. There we go. I don't know what just happened. I brought it down. Oh. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the 21 Gun Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Sullivan. With us tonight, running the cameras and doing all the fancy stuff, uh, is Jeremy is over there. Stojic? We also have a very special guest in studio, Michael P. Stojic III. He is a co-owner of, <laughs> of Revival 1869. Uh, he is. We'll get into all this. Don't worry. We'll get into all this. Mike is a, a, a Marine. He was a, let's see if I remember, he was a Marine engineer, combat engineer, served down in Basra, Iraq. Uh, I don't remember what years, but we'll get into that. Um, got out, started a really successful bar, and does a bunch of other crazy shit. Like, we'll find out. He's, he's flying airplanes now. He rides motorcycles. He's like, 
He's to be honest, we all have a man crush on him right now in studio. It's a little, it's a little awkward. Why do you think I keep Not inviting you me. back to revival? It's, 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 it's that, just pure Mike. That's why. Yeah. Why do you think I'm growing a beard? Just to be like Mike. <laughs> Remember that? Remember that I'm 80s never, thing? Yeah. I want to be like Mike. <laughs> oh my god. Awesome. We don't really have a packed show tonight. We have uh, one guest calling in. He is, let's see, Bill Butler. He's from the Tennessee, which one? Knoxville, Tennessee hike. Uh, yeah. We have a couple weeks where we have no hikes. So, uh, and that's a good thing because on the 29th we have three and then the following week. So what I'm going to do is space out all the, the hike coordinators over the next few weeks. We have 72 hikes. That's going to be a lot of coordinators to bring on. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm excited, man. I mean, the more hikes, the better. I mean, the more people we can reach out to across the country, hell, even now across the, across the globe, because now we're outside of the U S that's right. Cause we have, well, Guam is the U S well, Puerto we have Rico London. is too technical. Oh, London. Yeah. They're London. not the U S. They are not. We kicked the shit out of them back in 76. I mean, you know, and now we're going to go hike back through them going. Oh, That's right. Us. That's right. Uh, one cool thing. I, I have a little note here. It says play mic video. So let me pull up this right here. Really cool. So uh, I, I, I met Mike about five or six years ago, maybe even longer. Time flies. I have no idea. But uh, he was a neighbor over here and I had just started the uh what was it called? Wait, what if podcast? Yeah. Uh, we did a hundred episodes, hundred twenty episodes, something like that. It was like a that. lot of fun. Time. It was super. You fun. inspired me to get into podcasting. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Because you did how the. I started my show. What was your show called? Well, I did um, uh, make it a double for a while. It yes. Was all on the yep. bar industry and spirits, and then the new one I have is um, Bar Curious, where me and a good friend of mine who owns another cocktail whiskey bar. We dive into some of the curiosities of the bar industry. So, like, cool. who is Evan Williams? And we go deep into his past. Who is know. Elijah Craig? Who is Elijah Craig? What is Fernet? You know, where did an old fashioned come from? Hmm. What are these? That's things? cool. Like, so we go into a lot of really neat history. But nice. we're, we're oftentimes in the in the wait what if tradition. We drink, you know, because nice. we used to drink on your show. Oh my all gosh! The time. Well, watch this. Check this out. What I found. <laughs> I dug this up. This is kind of cool. Do you remember is this, this casting yes. couch music? Did yeah, I do? Right? Ca- I think I said Genghis Khan. <laughs> nope. <in> yep. <laughs> we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> it's so my bomb. question is: If you could fight anyone in the history of ever, who would it be, and why? The history of ever. So the easiest, obvious one to go with on Gandhi. that one, if also from <laughs> that's from that's from Fight Club, isn't yes, it? I fight Gandhi. Nice. That, that is, isn't it from Fight Club? He says Gandhi. Yeah. Does he? Uh, really? I like to see how I haven't oh, changed well, at all. Same that. haircut, same Gandhi. beard. I'd fight Gandhi. Same vest. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is same vest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here's Mike's part. So this was the old show. This is Holy this was shit. the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. we were all in the patio. The baddest motherfucker on the planet. He'd probably just and bite I, your throat that's out. That's fine. I don't care. I would do it anyway. Because you, like, you fought what? Genghis Khan? If I had well, a I mean, one, now. Guess, you know what? Let's, let's, let's do it, man. It's prison rules. I find the biggest guy. Is game That's right. <laughs> I'm him. He probably is in the history of mankind. He's probably the, the most badass, badass guy. Yeah. Fuck yeah. There's my answer. All right. How uh, big was he? Answer. Like, do we know how? I, yeah, I went hard on Roosevelt. That one. <laughs> to Roosevelt. Two Marine Corps style. Fighting is calm. The. Stephen Hawking. You don't fight the spirit of Stephen Hawkins. So, so that Hawkins. was a lot of fun. Had a good job. Stephen Hawking. Hawking? No, who, Hawking. Said, who said that? I did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to the Air Force guy to fucking uh, try to beat up a crippled guy. Asshole. Okay, now I guarantee you Stephen Hawking would win. He probably would. He would use his I think his brain. Yeah, well he's dead now, but I think he no used shit. he had the mind power to actually just like uh uh Darth Vader. I bet you he would he'd be like, like Come on, Stephen Hawking, and he'd go. 
And then oh, you drop down Kevin, to Kevin. I, I gotta I gotta show this for you. What do you got? And just like that, y'all quickly replaced me. Ah, Frank <laughs> Easterling. Frank. I replaced you with another bearded uh, ring, bearded marine, Frank. Um, let's see. So, <laughs> da, 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 da. yeah. In fact, the the casting couches we're calling it has been heavy. We shouldn't call it that. That's not very classy, is it? Plus, oh, it takes so long classy. to clean up the stains. Uh, it's been heavily bearded. We had we had uh, Frank as the first one. We did have Hamity in in studio. He doesn't have a beard, but he was over here, so I'm not counting him. Uh, now we got Mike. Mike has a very well-shapened beard. Hey-o. And next week we have uh, Anthony, Molly, Domek, Hernandez, whatever. He's got 14 different names. He's going to come over and he's got a hell of a beard. So you're saying we're filling your casting couch with Marines? Apparently. No, we're going to try to get that <laughs> other people on. Yeah, other branches. Speaking of which, if you guys want to come down and be on the show anytime, seriously, if you want to be on the show, I'm, and it's like you don't have to be, uh, just be a dude. Um, hopefully or I know girl. you because I don't want some, I don't want some creep coming in here. But drop drop me a line, Kevin at twenty one. You got to spell it out twenty one gun dot net, and we'll get you on the couch. We have did I ever say this? Bill Butler hopping on hopping on yes. from um, uh, Tennessee. Upcoming hikes. Let's pull that up. We have Knoxville, Tennessee on twenty two May, twenty nine May, twenty nine May, twenty nine May. We have Spokane, Washington. Is it Spokane or Spokane? Spokane. Spokane. Looks like Spokane. So I'm going to say Spokane, Washington, Pittsburgh, PA, which Molly is also going to double as the um, casting couch member. And he's a coordinator of the Pittsburgh hike. How does that work? How does he even get any shit done down he's here? He's got family up there as uh, well as uh, fellow coordinators. Okay, cool. He traveled up there too. Uh, and then May 29th, my old stopping ground, Milford, Milford, Mass. Little known fact about Milford, Mass is, um, you know, the Mass accent. Right. You know, the, the, the typical, the like, oh, yeah, yeah like my, my mom's got one and it's like, oh, let's go have a let's go have a coffee, Kevin. Like it's co- I, I, co- coffee like your oh, co- I like you, Kevin. I love your car. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful car. I, I really like and we always joke like my aunt will say she chews gum and she'll go, Kevin, how's your mother? <laughs> like my mother's fine. That's the accent. Anyways, Milford. Thick accent. Like, it's for some reason, it's a little town, part of Boston, sort of. What's that? Thick with two C's? Definitely, definitely. So, uh, I don't know. I've already reached out to them. I just don't remember who the people are, but we're going to have them on. Um, The schedule's going to be off with this gap. Uh, So, like I said earlier, I'm going to try to get a representative. So, if you're a representative on a hike, 21, Kevin at 21gun.net, just reach out. We'll get you on. Next week, we have Eric from Grunt Style coming on. Here's Eric's got one of those situations where... I look at his email and I see his name and then I look everywhere else and I see a different name. So I don't know what his name is. So kind of like Donnie O'Malley. For most of us, we just call him, just say Dan from Grunt Style. That's, Dan that's, from now, Grunt that's Style. also the running joke for those of you who don't know. Okay. Just, just if you see Dan, like, hey, it's Dan from Grunt Style. And, and it's a good laugh. Nice. So we're going to have, wait, I wrote Eric. Oh, because it's Dan Eric on all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mary, if you're watching, please don't kill me and protect him or protect me from him. Then we have some representatives from the VA coming on that are going to be talking about apps or something yeah so they have uh like sleep apps anxiety apps things like that you can go on and and you know listen to sounds tones things to calm you down okay and stuff it's it's pretty cool i, I think it'll a be a one. yeah it'll be a good one it'll be informative um we got to tone it down a little bit i think with our <laughs> our our attitudes <laughs> we'll try not to swear and drink there i mean they're important people they're the va like like when Tanner is on, Tanner Ish- okay, so, Ishra. So, Ishra. so you're saying when they come on, I can't drink? Because usually they're the cause of drink. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Be like, do you guys have an app to, that you can breathe into your phone and show your blood alcohol level? Uh, nope. Um, so let's do it. Let's bring on, I don't know, do you have anything you want to add to that? 
Uh, no, other than that, just stay tuned because it's going to be informative for those of you who have not gone through your uh, process, etc. For those who may you're talking about the VA one, yeah, yeah that's in two weeks, and yeah. then we have Mike Sensi. Um, I'm not sure if he's still with uh, uh, the Smoke Pit podcast. He might be. I don't know. He's a corpsman. Um, we'll which, find out. Yeah, yeah. he's stay a cool tuned. dude. He's a cool dude. Mouth wateringly gorgeous. Um, did it just get weird? Somebody give him a, somebody <laughs> give him a, got a rag just to wipe the mouth a little bit? Got a little weird. Um, all right, let's bring on Bill Butler. Bill the Butcher. The Butcher. What's hey happening, brother? Welcome Not to much. the show. How are you? Thank you. Not bad. Not bad at all. Another Marine for crying out loud. It's like I'm surrounded by Marines all the time. It's like I'm an ALO, air liaison <laughs> officer. I'm going to bring it back up. Kevin wants to be a Marine by injection. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I don't. I don't think I want to go. There's a reason why we have a casting carriage. So, so Bill, what was your job in the Marine Corps? I was uh, infantry reserve. Okay, oh three eleven. See, I'm learning all the lingo. Learning all the lingo. Uh, <laughs> and you were in from what was it? Oh four to oh seven or something like that. Uh, or oh one to oh seven. Oh one to oh seven. And um, yeah, so you deployed to uh, was it Assad back in oh four? Nice. We were there together. Uh, was it awesome. was it O four or O? When did they? Not that you guys would know, because maybe you would remember. I don't know how Marines do this, but the MEF, right? The uh, Marine Expeditionary Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We swapped out a MEF uh, sometime between O four and O six. I don't remember which deployment it was. Oh, that'd be one MEF. I know. I know. We took MEF. over. We took over for a lot of the army that was there, and we were running okay. set everything up. So. Okay. I remember Al-Assad was relatively quiet. Yeah. I, I, when I flew in there, we, we never really worried about getting shot at. But then you go out a little bit more west, and it was uh, the Ambar, right? And it was kind of the Wild West out there, craziness. Yeah. We were all, we were all over. We were just kind of, <clears throat> they would bring in everything to the air base, and then we would yeah. spread it out. Awesome. So you were on the roads. Yeah, that's not a fun job to have. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, hell no. Especially either as a combat engineer or, any, or even as a grunt. Yeah. Convoys, hell no, that was a, that was a one way to not go. But we're Rada Irish, what's a mm. bunch of the other routes? Um, MSR Mobile, there, MSR Michigan, there was a okay. lot. One of the things that kept me going, like there would be days where you're like, oh, I got to, like, I remember having an ear infection, like, should I fly? We knew that every time we flew, we were keeping a convoy off the road. Um, some way or another, right? If we didn't fly the shit in, it would be driven in from, from Kuwait all over, all over Iraq, and it was like it and just felt like we were to saving Fallujah? lives. Man, you could have saved me so much time. Well, on the technically, road. TQ was was uh, Fallujah. That was the airfield that we would um, <sighs> we would. Anyway, so so when did you? So you got out in 07. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I assume they activated you. Did you know it's just kind of stuck on my? Oh, okay, never mind. I, I'm trying to tell Jeremy to do his job, and then I realized because I'm doing I, it because I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, now I lost my train of thought. What was what was I going to ask him, Jeremy? You're asking a Marine to remember. Hold on. Uh, no, yeah. so you're talking about his time in service. That's right. That's right. So you were a reserve. You were one of those, uh, don't worry about it. You know, you do one weekend a month, three weeks a year, something like that. And then you get activated, I assumed. Is that how it rolled? Yeah. It was pretty much, uh, they told us at the ball that we were activating and going. So all the wives were happy about that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out of that. I had a guy on, check out this dude back in... It was one of my first interviews. His name was Chad Jukes, uh, Army Reservist. And same, same sort of story. He went to college. He was in college, and he wanted a little extra money. So he's like, I'll do the reserve. Total hippie dude, right? If you look at him, you're like, 
you were in the military. Uh, he got activated. They pulled him out of college. Like, sorry, dude, you signed up. And he went, blew his leg off during a, a convoy. He was a convoy guy and uh, ended up climbing Mount Everest on one leg. Wow. Yeah. So wouldn't that be hopping? Oh, oh. dude, that's how I don't. I, now the camera's on me and I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> starting Wait, it's, to that's sweat. the part about being irreverent and you know he'd laugh about that. That's true. That, no, he absolutely would. He absolutely would. There'd um, be a jump in good time. <laughs> so, Bill, uh, you were activated and then what happened after you came back from your deployment? Did you just do the play the, the reserve game or how did that work out? Yeah, I finished up my reserve contract. They said we were about to go again, so I got out. Yeah. Um, finished college. Now I do taxes. Ah, <laughs> very interesting. Do you know what? Something that that topic comes up a lot. You know, you you were once uh, driving convoys across Iraq, and then you look around and you're like, "I'm sitting at a desk." Like today, I had a woman come in with a cold. I, I'm a PA. Hey, look at it. it says PA. Um, I she came in with a cold, and I look at them, and I'm like, "Do you, do you want me to tell you about the guy? Like I just talked, I've got his leg blown mm, off in yeah. Iraq, <laughs> and you have a cold. And you're coming. I don't know. I don't know. How do you? How do you? deal with that how do you deal with the i guess the mundane life of being a civilian compared to your experiences as an active duty well you weren't act yeah you were it's, it's considered active duty right if you were activated if you're activated yeah you yeah. have to pay okay so from being uh, active so mundane life um join things like irreverent warriors yeah <laughs> hell yeah man. yeah you got to hey, Damn hang out answers. with your buddies have reunions with your unit, things like that. I mean, it's a good plug, man. Hey, what do you like to do? Whoever warriors, man. There you go. <laughs> That's all. The Knoxville hike. No. Did you did you did you have any issues in transition? A little bit, yeah. You know, it's it's hard dealing with civilians, and it's Ugh. <laughs> and coming from the Marine Infantry, it was very hard dealing with female civilians in job functions because you know you, we didn't have those. Yeah. Yeah. Now they do, right? They have, yeah, uh, they do now. They sure do. So my question is, I know they, they graduated a few, um, officers from the, uh, what's that called? OIS officer. No, E infantry officer school. IOS. Hold on. IOC. IOC infantry officer course. Yeah. You go through TBS and then you go to IOC. I was thinking about this the other day. This is one of those weird things. It's like, how do I, how do you talk about this without sounding like a sexist? Right. How do you, how do you talk about it? But I guess you, you have to talk about it if it's if it's on your mind, right? Well, you don't you don't, you just try not to to make it sound like degrading, as in they shouldn't be there, sure. etc. No, no, no. You just just talk in general of how it is. So it's basically just provide facts without sounding like a dick. So uh, I guess my question is, uh, if women are officers now in the, I mean, they're always been officers, but um, in in the infantry, are units now deploying? You got like a platoon of what thirty guys, and fifteen <laughs> of them are dudes, and five Correct. are women, Correct. and you're going on patrols. Correct. That's how it works now. Yes, but we're also not in combat right now, so it. So this it, just started. But previously, it has happened. Yes. Wow, because I I get like yeah. when females are, are fighter pilots and stuff, and they're dropping bombs, or they're C one thirty pilots, right? That's a combat role. Um, but I didn't know that that you know they're going out in squads and clearing villages. And a lot of them they still have that lioness program. So what's that? The lion. It's basically it's 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 like an all female. Now they have they still have it's a fe- all female marine team. That is designed towards. Oh right. Um, yeah, so they can talk to the females. women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, in Afghanistan, now, it's a big issue. But now that they're passing SOI, and and granted, they are passing, but very few numbers. Right. They are allowing them into into their uh, infantry units and allowing them to deploy. They are deployable. Did you see Donnie's uh, skit on on females passing OSI? I have not. OSC. Yet. I need to. OIC. 
IOC. IOC. There, I got it. <laughs> S-O-I-L-M-N-O-P. You're uh, the bartender. Cut him off. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty funny because he ends up having sex with himself because he plays the female. That, oh, no, that, no. I did see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, really yeah. funny. It's really funny. The, the so, commander, the commander of the, uh, like the, the first females pass IOC. Oh, yeah. And he's got, got the, the long black hair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so for those of you who don't know, go to vettv.com. Uh, yeah, television. partner over at Vet TV. Um, they, so he, he's he's a captain. He plays a captain. And the colonel or whoever it is, I don't remember who his higher up was, is sitting at a table and he's like, come on in. We need to talk about something. And he's like, how did you let this happen? He's like, we did everything like we normally do. They somehow passed, right? <laughs> so he leaves. Uh, Donnie leaves the room. And then the commander, you see him grab a a bourbon and he takes a sip and then he opens up his draw drawer and there's a, a his draw his draw that's really? what i call it yeah he picks out a pistol and then the door shuts and you hear him shoot himself that's I, a good skit oh my god it's hysterical anyways we got way into the weeds with that one um <laughs> but i don't know it's something worth talking about because well it's it's part of our our we're, we're the sister group to them so so like m you'll have m249 gunners who are machine gun like oh yeah straight up yeah so interestingly enough, they have them now, but there's a female Marine who listens to the, watches the podcast every now and then. Her name is Natasha Valerio. And yes, I'm calling you out because you're probably watching. Yeah, I see her. She's a longtime friend of mine and she was an MP carrying around a, a saw with oh, loaded yeah. full of ammo. Well, yeah, She's that makes sense. Badass, so. That makes sense because, um, I mean, Silky Stephanie was a door gunner yes. on a, uh, I think a Huey, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know she was on a chopper, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was a Blackhawk. I don't know. And my therapist over at the VA was a uh, security forces in, yeah. in the Air Force. And she, yeah, they would do patrols and everything. So crazy, crazy. Yeah, I guess it's a changing world and that's going to happen. And we just have to learn Move from on. it. Yeah. So back to Bill. Okay, Bill. <laughs> he's like, I'm over here trying to talk about my hike, he's and like, y'all are bitching. He's like, they're gonna, they're gonna come after me. They're saying women can't make. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about uh, Knoxville. Here's, I'm gonna tell you something. This might be shocking. I don't think I've ever been to Tennessee, and it's the next state over. I don't think I've ever been Bro. there. I hear lots of stuff about it. It's gorgeous. It's expensive as all get out. I was gonna go to Nashville, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Twelve hundred bucks a night to stay in a hotel there. But uh, yeah, tell us about um, Knoxville. He's like, I don't it's know. Awesome. <laughs> put me on the spot. Knoxville's awesome. Um, so, where where are y'all located? We're out in Raleigh, Raleigh area. Raleigh. Yeah. So Clayton, you can make Raleigh. it. You can make it to the hike. So you'll get to see it yourself. Um, we <laughs> Yo, have mountains. That call out. We should do that. Let's get we have mountains and, and lakes yeah. and universities <laughs> and Knoxville's a really cool city. It's on. It's like right at the base of the Smoky Mountains. Nice. Um, so we have we have a lot of stuff to do. Um, you can be on the, on a boat in the water, or a little bit later, you can be in the mountains hiking. Um, music in Nashville, so it's it's a really good time. Um, so the hike, do you want me to talk about the hike? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the hike's May twenty second, as y'all said. Um, we're gonna kick off um, at eight a.m. Registration starts. Um, you can go to the IW Knoxville page and find the Eventbrite. I think um, the, I, the Irreverent Warriors Facebook page has it as well. Um, we, um, we're going to feed everybody breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, <laughs> nice, man. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Not yeah, not, I'm trying to. Honest. So I'm technically not the coordinator. Um, I'm, I'm an assistant. I'm helping right. Aaron Lee out. Um, but yeah, he bailed on the, 
he bailed on the podcast, so I'm trying to remember everything he told no, me to say. called him out. I think, he's a, <laughs> I, think he, I think he's a hockey player, right? He's doing hockey tonight or something. I think is what he was, doing. but I think he got sick, and now he's at home sick. I don't know. Oh, that's so oh, bitch. I mean, he could have He could have been on. Oh. Call him up. Call him up now. We're on the I'm just kidding. <laughs> I tried to. I, I had him on here. But um, on the 21st, we're going to have a meet and greet at a veteran-owned uh, local bar, um, bar. It's Next Level Brewery. Okay. Um all right, we're going to have that from 6 to 11. The event's on our uh, our Facebook page as well. Um, Kane's going to be our our Mayor Glenn Jacobs, a.k.a. the wrestler Kane, is going to be our guest speaker to kick off. Oh, no, shit. That's awesome. Yeah. So he did it last year. He was awesome. His dad his dad is a veteran, so it kind of holds a special place in his heart. Yeah. Um, we got a good hike. It's about 10 miles. We've changed. You know, they had a really good base last year because um, last year was the first hike. So this is the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we got, we changed the route up a little bit, um, to try to fit some things that we didn't get to do last time, um, and kind of get to certain places at a different, at different times, but it's going to be great. Um, yeah. what's, what's the weather like this time of year there? Uh, Knoxville is, um, a crapshoot on weather any time of year. Um, we're going to plan for 80 degrees and sunny, but it could be raining. It could be 30 degrees. It could be a hundred degrees, but let's just say it's going to be about 80 degrees. Okay. That's All right. Good, that's, and, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a nice temperature up there, man. Yeah. Um, Isn't it over there? West over there. Yeah. It's a little so. more North still. Is it? Are we over and up? I think you're, maybe you're right. I don't it's know. I don't like do geography. Diagonal. <laughs> no. Like that. It's like, it's like that way. Dude, somewhere. If I had to, if I gave you a blank map, of the states, could you could you put the name on each state? Actually, yes, I could. I don't think I could. <laughs> I, I, I know I, I can't. Could. Yeah, I'd be like, "What's this one?" Now, if you did like the whole like Animaniacs like in order, like no, you get out of here. Did but, I tell you? Uh, I one time rode my bike across the United States. You motherfucker! <laughs> I, yeah, I got I quit. to know a lot of the oh, Jeremy's gone. <laughs> a lot of the states, but awesome. Uh, I don't want to hold you up any longer, Bill. But uh, uh, one yeah. more thing. Uh, bring uh, nope, nope, you're cut yeah. off, man. You're done. Nope, nope I got to say, <laughs> okay. if, you're, if you're coming, bring masks. Uh, Knoxville has lifted their COVID, re- um, their COVID regulations. Nice. But a lot of the individual businesses are still requiring masks if you go in. Hmm. Um, a lot of our stops are have outside portions, too. So if you're not comfortable in buildings crowded around with people, um, we tried to make it where they had a, kind of like an inside out thing. Sure. Um, we have a, we have some really cool bar stops along the way, some history stops. Um, but our meet and greet is, has an outdoor and indoor space as well. But yeah, so the individual restaurants and places we go may require masks. So have them, we'll have them as the high coordinating team okay. um, for you if you don't bring your own, but I don't know who leaves their house without a mask at this. I mean, at this point, really? Yeah, I, you know, oh, many times I, I walk up to the store and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot my mask. It's it's only because <coughs> they don't work. <coughs> Sorry, I got something in my throat. Sorry, there. hey doc, you need some help over there? I think I think I might have. But we'll help. have them if they need them. But okay, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be a good time. So if y'all can get out, come on out, come check. Us yeah, out. it's due to its drivability and how beautiful it is out there. Uh, I it's I, I will make that hike before I make like Las Vegas or. Um, somewhere out in California. Ouch, don't, like I mean, that. we're not dissing the Vegas hike for those. Vegas, for those, no. I, all that whole Christina. crew, that whole IW crew, they're just horrible people. Christina, <laughs> I love you. Kevin said it first, not me. I'm joking. Actually, uh, y- uh, Yonel? Yonel. Yeah, Yonel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
He's he's a friend of the show. He's on all the time. He flies yeah, everything you totally for just every fucking distant for his like. I was joking. <laughs> he's a good guy. And um, yeah, awesome, Bill. Well, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for um, having me. Hey, no worries. And enjoy the hike. And I'll see you there. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Let's see if I can make that drive. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Take it easy. Thanks, guys. Have fun. Later. Awesome. Thanks. Um, I got some news around the AOR, but I also want to get into Mike's Mike's interview. So uh, how about this? I'm going to flip through and I'll find some things that I thought were great that maybe uh, Mike would have a good input on. Uh, first one is they're officially getting rid of snow days. I saw that. In Actually, no, in, my girlfriend just told me about that yesterday on the way to lunch. In, in New York City. Food, yeah. Can, okay. All right. <clears throat> Can they mess with our children? anymore yes they i don't know i don't know they are fucking (laughs) making children go to school with masks on little kids my my son do you want my son tells me he tells me that when it's raining he's eight when he when it's raining he has to sit behind his desk and play on the floor by himself my daughter the same way recesses inside here in north carolina how does anyone think this is okay? Here's the other thing. They don't let them use balls. They can't touch them because yeah. they're passing around. Because yep. they might pass around COVID. Mm-hmm. When, I, I don't, I can't. When kids don't get COVID, I, really. Am I, I don't, like what, is this, are we, is this Truman Show? Because sometimes I feel like. <laughs> Someone's recording our lives. They can't like, use balls. They can't, it's insane. It's insanity. And I'm supposed to not get, this isn't political. This is just me being a dad. I actually wrote a letter to the school board uh, about three pages long. That was my first mistake. Data. It was just data, 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 data. Eight members of the school board, two wrote back and they wrote, thank you for your letter. Bam. Yeah. I'm like, so I just wrote this for two hours for no reason whatsoever. They said, thanks for your letter. Go drink some whiskey. But now they're taking, they're getting rid of uh, snow days. So that when you're a kid now, you, yeah, you remember cause you were in Michigan snow and well, you don't, what did they have Mike in Florida? Hur- hurricane. <laughs> hurricane days. Yeah. We, would, okay. we would get those. If yeah. a hurricane came and just destroyed us for a while. Yeah, we had those. Okay. Because right, so now they're works. talking yeah. about snow days, and if you're at home... Just get your work done on the computer, on because computer, we know how much now, that works. Because you can now go remote. Oh, God damn. I am... Can... If you have a time machine, anyone watching right now, if you have a time machine, can you please let me use it? I'll go back... 84. I think I'll go back to 1984. Don't kill me in 85. Were you born in 85? Yeah. Uh, I'll go back to 84, and that's why Mike and I look a lot similar. Isn't that when you were born? No, you're 83. I was 81. 81. Damn, you're an old man. This is 40. Yeah. Big 40. Well, when were you born? Uh, 87. Yeah, bullshit. You're a fucking liar. You're older than I know you're with older. That, with that gray. Okay. But you're only a year or two. This guy does the, ju- the Just for Men stuff where he blacks his beard I'm, out because he's Santa after a while. I'm in, I'm in my 40s. We'll say I'm in my 40s. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Let's just get into the, I do, but here's an, I really want to talk about this one right here. Um, so there's a couple things. One of them is, well, let's just go with this one. Uh, where is it? So a Navy, the Navy Admiral, Admiral. I have it right here. Okay. So Navy Admiral was fired after getting drunk and walking naked through a hotel. So when you hear that, you go a couple things that go through my head. He caught me. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he's, he drank too much or whatever. I'll just read what they say. This is according to Task and Purpose. Navy Rear Admiral Eric Ross was naked and standing on his in his own filth in a Tennessee hotel. Hey, speaking of Tennessee, 
Tennessee Hotel, when security officers found him, the one-star commander of the Expeditionary Strike Group, Navy's got some cool names for their groups, uh, had drunk two beers, three glasses of bourbon several several hours earlier. A preliminary inquiry into the incident found his blood alcohol content was one no 0.14, which is twice the legal Ooh. limit in Tennessee. Are you not allowed to have, you're not allowed to be drunk in Tennessee? Like why would, that, that's twice the legal limit to drive, I would assume, but... Can you not be okay, drunk? Okay, it's not illegal to be under that influence unless he was on duty. Mm. Unless he was still like working. Doesn't sound like he is. I mean, if I want to be point two and go into blood alcohol, you know, comatose and, and whatever, that's fine. But Now, his initial story is he told the, um, the security personnel that he sleepwalked out of his room. He should have gone with that. He should have stuck with it because I've taken Ambien and I've done some crazy shit on Ambien. Yeah, Left his key card behind and he couldn't get in there, blah, blah, blah. Um, they said he was too intoxicated to drive, but it turns out he returned his rental car to the airport two hours later. This is uh, So he drove. Crazy. Yeah, he drove. So that's it. So I, look it, look it. Uh, we, be honest with ourselves here, right? We've all done stupid things and that's okay, right? You're going to make stupid things you're gonna, or do stupid things. You're going to get, you know, and, and in yeah, fact, yeah. I, we joke about this, that at night, uh, just last night I was doing this. I was, um, I couldn't sleep. So then my brain goes, hey, remember that time you almost crashed a motorcycle? And I'm like, ah, and I get all freaked out. Well, you do stupid things when you're younger. However, this is an admiral. When you get that star, I, I would even say when you get the eagle on your shoulder, at some point you go like, do you know what? I'm getting paid a lot of money. I'm the dude in charge. I'm probably not going to drink. I'm probably just going to lay low for a couple years and retire like this. That's my thinking. So it sounds like what Frank just posted is general order number one. Number one prohibited prohibits all U.S. personnel from possessing, making, or selling, or, or consuming any alcohol beverage. Ever? Yeah. No, because you drink it. The, the first military. time such an order applied to the U.S. Army. Sure, we is. used to have a bar in our That's, squadron. <laughs> I think they, I think they've amended it to where it's on duty or okay. while active. So he must have been on orders. Something might have happened. Yeah, we used to have a, a saying like you're not supposed to drink in our uniforms or something like that. So what we would do is we'd take our whoops, we'd take our wings and we would turn them this way. So technically we're out of uniform. It was kind of <laughs> like it was like the if you saw someone walking a squadron like this, they're not flying. They're probably drunk, <laughs> which could be at noon. Um, yeah, just fraternity That's boys, just fraternity boys with lots of money. By money, I mean expensive equipment. Boom. All right. So fuck him, I guess. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's just get into Mike's thing because this will be fun. Um, so, Mike, we've talked about in the past your path from uh, Marine Corps officer to business owner. I'm sure we have. Let's just recap that journey for folks who don't know you and are just finding out who Mike Mike Stojic is right now. How do you go from Marine Corps officer to successful bar owner? A signature. Um, the what? A signature. A signature. I'm out. Oh <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um. Well, there was a lot of steps in between. It wasn't. It wasn't like I just woke wow. up one day and I just decided to do it. Yeah. Although I did just wake up one day and decide to do it. <laughs> it's not like that's what I did, but that's exactly <laughs> but what I did. But it's kind of how it went. No. So it all came down to this. Um, I got out. It was med- medically separated. That's out, right. Yep. Um, from some different injuries, and um, you know, I was uh, just just about nine years. I was uh, probably another six, eight or a year away from um, Major. the majors board. Yeah. A, a lot of my, my peers got promoted the major the same year that I got out or just months later. I mean, they were on the board. But um, 
But, you know, and then the, my friends who were getting out as captains, too, you know, most of those guys are, you know, they were getting offered six-figure positions at different corporations mm-hmm. to do whatever, you know, it didn't really matter, just as long as you were an office, like a captain, and you had these amazing experiences. Yeah, and that, that TS getting, clearance helps out a lot. Oh, it does, yeah. yeah. And so they're getting snagged up left and right. And then I thought, well, fuck, man, I don't want to work for anybody. I, I did enough of that already. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be my own boss. And I have uh, these passions and these dreams. And I thought, you know, why am I going to work for someone else's dreams when I can work for my own? So I thought... I'm gonna put. I'm, I'm gonna double down on who I am and what I want to grow and create, and uh, we'll see if I can make it happen. And whatever, whatever that does, you know, I was a combat engineer, and one of our um, our sayings was is, is find a way or make one. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't completely sure how I was going about do to do this, but I was like, well, fuck it, I'll find a way or I'm gonna make one. Yeah, you know, if half of these other guys can do it, then why can't I do it? You know, yeah, years up, man. So that was yeah, that's kind of the attitude I had. I was like, well, if you can do it, then I can do it. Like, you know, that was, first of all, I had that kind of an ego. Yeah. And then, um, and then it it was just going about finding the right people, um, research, uh, figuring out where to go, identifying the proper demographic. You know, there was all these different sets. And I can, if you want me to, I can talk about how I I did that, but it was, but that was it. First it was like, you know what? I don't want to work for someone else's dream and get paid some whatever. I want to work towards my dream and grow that. And that was really what it came down to. There's a lot like when you when you try to make plans when you're young. This is to the younger guys who are, and girls who are watching. Um, you, you come up with something. You say, hey, do you know what? I'm going to be this or I'm going to do this. And then you think about it and you research it and you look and you go, holy shit. There is a to get from point A to point, we'll call it B. Um, there's a million steps in between there. And it can be very, very overwhelming. Um I remember that specifically. I was like, I'm going to become a PA. And then I looked and I was like, there's no fucking way I can become a PA. Like, I don't, I can't, I can't do all that shit. How, what do you tell people who, who have a goal, they're coming out and they want to do something, but they just, I mean, you know, that feeling where you're like, there's no way I can't get, I can't do this. Yeah. So, um, there's been lots of times where it was, I, I know I'm, I'm at point A and I need to get to B and it's kind of like, well, f- shit, I'm not really sure how to to do that yeah um and you know what i just said find a way or make one that's easier said than done but i had a really good friend of mine who was a marine also and uh he was actually a business owner before he became a marine and then he was whatever but um he he said the the single greatest trait you can have is the ability to persist Mm -hmm. he's like just it's persistence um and that that kind of trumps anything else as long as you work and you push and you stay motivated and you keep moving you'll find a way at some point it's and then um i took that to another story that i i used to i love a lot and it was all about i'm gonna fuck up the story because i don't remember exactly how it, it goes but it was this whole idea of you burn the boats right so evidently there's the persian army was you know pushing through and it kind of it's in line with the 300 mm-hmm. you know the spartans and, and what marines like to consider themselves the american spartans but there was like this was not concerning the spartans this was a different group but there was this general who came who who crossed this body of water with all of his troops i think to fight the persians um and then uh, one of the troops was like hey sir what are we doing with these boats and um he was like burn them and there was like what he was like yeah burn them it's like we're either we're either dying here as heroes for our country or we're going to win and then we'll just build new boats because we'll have time to do that you know and it was kind of one of these ideas where it's like there is no plan b like you have to stay focused on plan A, which is the fight. And if you can do that, then you're more likely to continue 
and persist through the hard times and the difficult times instead of jumping ship sure. and going to that plan B, which is oftentimes it's it's so easy to do. You know, you, things get a little bit hard and we're like, ah, fuck this. I'm out. I'm going to go do this. other Absolutely. Thing yeah, yeah. And let me get let me take this job with this guy because I can because it's safe. Yeah. You know, and, and even even military, even I, I think this is why one thing a veteran owned businesses do so well, because we understand the idea of persisting through difficult times. But then there are still some that. Um, you know, we, we get freaked out. We're risk adverse. So, you know, some people are, some people are, yeah, and yeah. then you just jump to something else because it's easier. I think as, um, as a business owner and entrepreneur, you have to have this idea that there is no plan B like right. here it is. And if you believe in it, then just make it. So, I mean, work and you can't, there's no replacing hard work, right. Or dedication. Yeah. But, but sometimes we get caught up in like how difficult it is and how, you know, it took years before I made money, you mm-hmm. know, but, um, you know, that was just it. I persisted because I believed in it. And if you believe in it and you believe in yourself, then, you know. It's like, that's like the Navy SEALs never quit sort of attitude. Yeah, where, man, it, it, it's exactly right. Which is why they, they throw them in the pool and these dudes almost drown because they're not going to quit. <laughs> and that's how they find out who the true SEALs are. They say they don't make SEALs, they discover them. And, and oh, that's, nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I yeah, that, that, that was a yeah. pretty cool way to do it. Uh, is quitting, so I, I would assume, and, and I'll use the word quit, but use it as any sort of, you know, any way you want is quitting ever an option. Well, yeah. I mean, at some point it's pretty stupid to hold on to something for, I mean, let's just be honest, man. 2020 was a motherfucker of a year. And, um, there were times where I thought about just quitting. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I own a bar, like it's exclusively a high end craft cocktail, uh, whiskey bar and lounge. And I mean, we were forced shut down for nearly 10 months, Yeah, you know, and that would, that did so much damage. But we found creative ways to stay alive. And at some, you know, there were times where I was just like, what the fuck's the point, man? Yeah. Like, I'm just getting bent over by literally everyone right now. And and I'm like, me and my team, we're, like, we're working our asses off to, to keep the dream alive. And then they keep our employees employed. Mm-hmm. So of the, there's eight of us total. All of them stuck with me. And I think one got on partial unemployment. And then I think maybe one other did partial unemployment, but for the rest of them, we were able to keep them employed for some, like for most of that time Sure. because we shifted gears and we did different things and we did that. But I mean, there were times where I thought, man, it'd be easier just to quit. Um, but one of the things that, why I didn't was because I'm fortunate in some regards that I do have some VA disability money so I can, I don't have to pay myself right away and I can focus giving that money to the employees and to the different programs that we started to keep them alive and running. Right. You know what I mean? But if I didn't have that, yeah, you'd have to quit because at some point it's self-preservation, you know, and it's like, well, I, I can't keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's fine for like other businesses. I mean, at some point you just got to realize that, Hey, maybe your idea of making um, lampshades out of fucking, I don't know. Paper. Paper. Hey, yeah, like, Paper lampshade whatever, business. Whatever. <laughs> is not going to pay the bills, man. Yeah, You're yeah. just not getting it. So maybe you attacked. should. Maybe you should quit. That's Jeremy's I mean, business. Jer- things, Jeremy's like, business is um, paper lampshades for, for, for fire lanterns. <laughs> underwater for fire, underwater, underwater basket weaving. Yeah, but there are just some ideas that are just like, hey, I get it. That That's your passion and that's what you what you want in life. But yeah. You know, you got to be able to make some living out of that. So let's go back to because we talk a lot about mental health on this show. Um, it's it's obviously a big issue in the military world. Uh, let's go back to that March of 2020, I guess we can call it uh, I, I, the lead up to that. Even me in medical, I was like, 
I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. And then suddenly I had a call with the CDC. I was not, I was on a call. There was like 50 other people through the health department. And that call, I was like, holy shit. Um, now keep in mind as a, as a medical provider, the only thing I knew about this is what the CDC was telling me. Now this is soon, this is over time. It shifted obviously. Um, but we were freaked out. We were like, this is no good, right? I, I, we might lose millions of people on this one. That was We're the- about to lose Frank for a while. Look at the comment I just put up. What's that? Kevin's, Kevin's business is riding his bike different weird places all over the world. Fuck you, Frank. <laughs> Sorry, go back to what you were saying. Um, no, I lost. Uh, uh, what, what was I just talking about? You weren't even listening, were you, Jeremy? Um, you got the call from the CDC. Yeah. I remember oh, yeah, yeah. you because and I had you a conversation. You didn't, yeah. know, what you were, you didn't know yeah, what was yeah. coming down. And how, so we got yeah. freaked out. Um, obviously, that changed. But so go back to that, right? You, like how, you, I assume you, you had no plan for something like this. Like when you're coming up with your business plan, you're like, okay, let's cover fire, theft, um, uh, pandemic where people are going to overreact and shut down businesses. for Like uh, where, where's your mindset? And then like you're just taking it day at a time or uh, – Okay, so I talk about this a lot because people ask us at the bar all, all the time. Yeah. Um, no, hell no, we didn't have a plan for this. <laughs> yeah, like how do you? I remember when it happened. It was actually St. Patrick's Day. That's right. Was uh, 2020 was like the very last. Oh, well, you were there. That was a good, I was good. I was there for that. That was a good night. Ooh, <laughs> well, not, bad not night. for me. Well, bad night, but you have a point. I mean, I got, I just, uh, one of the worst drunks I've ever, I've never been that drunk before me in my too. life. I just, I was bad. But so regardless, you know, they, the message that the government, whatever side, doesn't even matter. Right. It was all of them were pushing right. was, we're going to go two weeks. We're going to shut this yeah. thing down. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, cool, we're going to shut down for two weeks. We got money for that. We're fine. Well, two weeks came and went. And the next thing you know, we're going to go for another two weeks. And we were getting strung along, man. Yeah. For at least the first four, five, six months, we were just getting strung along. It was always another 30 days or 30 days, 30 days. And then finally, I, it was really only two months into it. I I am not a I'm an opt I, I consider myself an optimistic person, but I'm also I do a lot of worst case planning. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at some point I was like, this isn't going anywhere, man. Like we're we're fucked for a long time. Yeah, we need to immediately begin shifting our focus. Instead of just kind of waiting and holding in place, we've got to do something to keep the money coming in and to keep the staff paid so they can afford to live and eat and those sort of things. So we completely shifted our focus within the first six weeks, I think, and we just did things with that. And it worked because the community supported us. I think a bunch of the businesses were kind of doing that, but we went in a completely different direction. In fact, we almost started two new businesses out of one business as a result of this. And everyone kept calling it pivoting. Pivoting became like this, the key cliche word of 2020's pandemic was, hey, you got a business owner, you're going to have to learn how to pivot. And it's like, man, fuck you. I don't know. I started taking offense to that. I don't know why. But I was like, pivoting and what we did is completely different. I mean, we we fought like so um we started creating cocktail kits and selling those because we couldn't sell liquor mm-hmm. but i could so much oh yeah man Jerry, you came out hard <laughs> i remember that was very kind yeah <laughs> and so we were creating these kits and we were teaching people how to make drinks we started a youtube channel um and then really the big one was well there's two we started like a little store of uh, like a boutique grocery store with very high end meats and cheeses and snacks and, and alcoholic ice cream i got that from my dad proof, proof. Yeah. Yeah. ice cream so much. great my dad my dad was eating it and then he's like oh i go to the bathroom i'm like 
Daddy, you all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, me too. I was sitting in front of the TV just crushing it, and I was like, why am I drunk? I'm eating ice cream. cream. It's it like 14 proof. But, you know, so we, so we start selling bar tools, bar supplies, and we're teaching people how to make cocktails at home, but we're, we're selling them the supplies, and we're doing it all on YouTube. But I think the biggest thing was our retail line. I mean, we opened a, we always make our own syrups in house. Mm-hmm. Like we don't buy anything. So we do our um we make our own tonic, we make our own ginger, we make we make whatever we need for the different cocktails. And um so we started mass producing those, bottling them and selling them. And then it got so successful that we had a label made. And then I had to buy like mass quantities of glass to put the syrups in. So, you know, that's what we did. I mean, yeah. we didn't have a choice but to evolve the business. Otherwise, we were going to die. And I think it was one of those things early on where I knew I, I just I, I fuck politicians. I, I really hate these people. Like yeah. they don't look out for anyone other than themselves. And, and and I think that's evident in anything. So when they tell me, you know, two weeks and then two weeks comes and goes and they tell me two more weeks and that comes and goes and then like 30 days, my reaction is, no, no you're full of shit yeah. and you're not going to look out. You're not going to help. So let me do what I can do. And so I took a very like worst case scenario. No one's coming to rescue us. No one's going to lift this. Um, um, restrictions on you know because at that time restaurants were completely closed they were only doing to go stuff and I'm like this isn't changing for a long time we have to reinvent ourselves so that was it I mean and then it became this fighter's mentality yeah let me let me ask you this this I just want to get your take on it uh, essential business yeah so we I'm actually wearing a shirt right now it's a we uh, non-essential I love it it's yeah I gotta get one of those non-essential They're so comfy <laughs> yeah Oh, they're next level T-shirts, man. They make banging shirts. I need so, a new one. So we were like, something else we wanted to do was like, again, it was how you going to sell shit. Yeah. So we we're like, let's do limited release T-shirts. Well, there'll be a revival T-shirts. But at that time, we were very proud. We were, we are now the non-essentials. And we're like, a lot of Ameri- like Americans are right now non-essentials. So we're going to call ourselves the non-essential social club, which was totally, <laughs> you know, it's like one we're not essential. They already don't like us. They don't want to let us work. And then we're a social club, which is not allowed right now because of the pandemic. So we, so we created this, it was a limited run shirt. Um, we're actually making our third iteration now. Nice. It's about to come out. So it doesn't, it doesn't look like the bar at all other than my logo, the little R and key right here. But uh, other than that, it was just a really cool design. It says non-essential social club. So I, I take pride in it. Like how, like the misfits how can anyone say right um that your bar is non-essential or that well that's the thing like like so you know i may not have the largest staff right i'm not like ruth chris steakhouse which has got um uh, uh, operations across the country and maybe even the world i don't know where they where they're employing like thousands and thousands of people yeah there's like eight of us but it doesn't matter. No, just because I have eight and they got thousands doesn't make me any more no, or less important. Because those people them. are paying bills. They're yep. We're saving still for we're college, still Americans, and we still have to live, and we still have to eat, and we yeah. still need to feed our families. So and, and keep the lights on and that sort of thing. So I, it's kind of shitty, you know. They're like, well, these guys can work over here, but uh, you're just a bartender, so. You know, go sit in the corner and wait for Uncle Sam to drop you a fucking twelve hundred dollar stimulus check. We, our generations are going to look at how the politicians reacted to this, and it it's it's we're going to be the laughing stock of history. You know, they're going to look at how people <laughs> we really are. They're going to be like, what the, the drunkest people in history? You know, the funny too. It's like I just had a conversation earlier today about this. It was like, yeah. how are we going to look back on this in 10, 20 years? And then so so for a lot, like I'm always like, we're going to look back and we're going to be like, man, we're a bunch of morons. But then, but then, like recently, and I, I really hope I'm wrong. I'm starting to get a very dark approach to this. I'm like, I don't know if that's true. I think 
we are becoming so indoctrinated oh, um, right. that in 20 years we'll be like, yep, that's the start of it. That's that's actually good that that happened because this is where we're at today. You know, we're still wearing masks and doing all mm. these other. I don't know if that's true, and I'm not. No, and I'm no. not saying I believe in that. But uh, but if it happens, I I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised because the this, there's this indoctrination process that's happening. Even though, like you said, I don't know if I'm going to call you out on this. Yeah, go but, go ahead. But yeah, it's the whole thing where you're like the masks. They don't do anything, right? right? But but people are so indoctrinated, and they get they take so much offense to seeing you without a mask on in a store that they're like disgusted and angry and they got to tell you about it. Yeah. You know, like the yeah. people, there are people like that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, what, what the fuck? So, you know, I don't know how it's going to go. I think the next three, four years will really be the mate the, to tell and how we develop as a, as a country after this. But there, I think there's a chance where that could happen. You know, it's that weird dystopian type future where we become well, like this other thing. Look at, look at life, uh, September 10th, two thousand. One, yeah, right? that's the thing I talk about. Like, the think day of like, before, yeah, yeah, man. Like, nine eleven changed everything. You can't yeah. go to an. Remember how going to an airport was yeah. when you were kids, and how it is now. We are now indoctrinated. This is life. Like, this is what you do when you get on an airplane. I think at Drink? least. All right, let's say the the there's a optimistic side of me where a so people you read the news and stuff, and they compare us with Europe, and they compare. There is something in our DNA as Americans that it's roll up your sleeves and run into the fray. Like that's mm-hmm. that's in our it's why when people ask, why do you need guns? Well, it's not the guns. Why not? It's it's the self-reliance, right? It's the right. idea that I don't want to call the government to come fix my problem if the problem comes to the point where I have to defend my family. That's what that means. That's all that that means. Uh, it also means if your government is tyrannical. Do you read that section of the um the uh, Constitution. Well, the the um, not the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, where it says it's our duty. Oh yeah. And well, I don't want to re- get regulated. Motion. You know what's funny? I was just thinking in my head. I don't want to get too into that because people are saying, "Oh, you're trying to start a." <laughs> but it's the Constitution. I mean, it's the the Declaration of Independence. Regardless, um, that's that's our that's who we are as a people, and we're kind of losing that. People are saying, "No, you you shouldn't you shouldn't." Um, embrace this American culture because our American culture had some dark past to it. And and it did. But guess what? We also grew and we redeemed ourselves and we've moved yeah. forward. And, and it's like, what culture didn't have a dark past? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, where do you stop? <laughs> like where, every culture has a dark past. Where do you stop? Do you say, okay, the um, Visigoths owe the French uh, because they were before that. Or before the Visigoths, there were the Celts who actually ran across Europe. So now the Celts uh, oh, the Visigoths. Oh, the fr- oh, wait. Do you know what? The Neanderthals, <laughs> they fought with the early humans. So actually, if we can find people with Neanderthal DNA, everyone owes them something because yeah. they've been wiped out. And it's like I, I don't know. I don't know. It's all politics, and it's it's disgusting. And it just let people live and let people make their choices. Uh, yeah, we're not supposed to get political. Is yeah. this political? Kind of. Is it? A little bit. Yeah. Am I in a gray bit. area? A little bit. Maybe or I started a... that and I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. No, you're good. Well, we just, we just, we, so we try to stay politically neutral. I think we that's a good idea. It, but once we go down the rabbit hole, we have to kind of like reel it back a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's find another. Okay. Here we go. So fuck mask, drink whiskey. I'm just kidding. Um. How did, so you, uh, when we first met, um, we had talked a lot about like uh, the, the initial easy. way, the initial way that like. The, the VA or whatever will tell you to take care of yourself health-wise. Um, and then you and I, I remember, kind of connected on the sense that uh, better mental health means 
not taking pills, not doing that stuff. It means like meditation. It means exercise. It means treat yourself. The, yeah, I mean, but even bourbon's okay because it's just we're enjoying this together. I think this is very beneficial to, to mental I, health. I agree. Yeah, I yeah. mean, alcohol in the right context is, I think, very good. for like Because the idea is it's an experience and that we're sharing sure. together. Yeah, yeah. We don't drink to get drunk. I mean, no. you might, but it ideally happens. like <laughs> Ideally like you enjoy this. Like yeah. so I bring you know a really nice bottle of this is actually cognac that we're Bro, you got to try it. I got to try it. Uh, oh, dude, I'm serious. Yeah, it's really great. I here. mean, it's uh, Well, it's got I'm going to rinse it out here real quick. So I guess the question but, I'm going to ask anything, and I'll be able to hear you as I sure. as I go over here. Uh-huh. Obviously, things have changed from when we first met and the stresses and everything. What are you doing now to keep uh, your mental health in check. Yeah, so some of the same. Um, I, I still am a huge proponent. Proponent, right? That's right. Yeah, proponent. That's yep. right, right? That's it. I don't know. I've also been drinking. Of uh, meditation, I, and I will always I will always be that. I, I mean, when I first started meditating, it was one of the, the best things I did for myself to calm like some of my anger issues and some of my... Uh, you know my my my, my <laughs> problems. Sorry, I'm laughing at Kevin. No, you're good, man. I mean, he's got his ass in his face. <laughs> I know, like, but show you can't see him. He's just off camera, but there he is. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I can't do it. He's over. He's like hunched over, like a little Quasimodo trying to pour this fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming in for that uh, that bro kiss real quick. Yeah, yeah. man, it's delicious. But it, t- just... but it, I agree. Like it took me a while. Like I had a, my my old roommate John. You've met John. Uh-huh. Um, the bald friend who came, we did the um, yeah, yeah, grunt style thing. Yep. Or not the grunt style, the vet TV thing. And um, he got me kind of into yoga, into certain little things. Yeah. And, and yeah, yoga is great too. It's you get those types of of avenues to to reel yourself back in. Yeah, it's nice because you know I'm you know we're all different as as just people, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, some of us b- prefer sitting in groups and talking about our issues. Um, some of us, we can't do that. Smooth. What's he got? He the cognac. $40 yeah. of Whistlepig. Oh, Whistlepig's really good. Oh, someone commenting? That's my yeah. brother. Oh, is it? My yeah. Twin, my twin brother, yeah. He probably bought the 12 year if it's 140. But so anyway, the, the point of the story is, is like some of us like we need those groups, right? Where you yeah. sit around and you just talk and that's how you get it out. Um, a lot of us need our irreverent warriors on these hikes because that's how we get it out. Yeah. And then there are other guys like me where I'm not a... I mean, I'm very social, but when it comes to my issues, I'm very private. So I need to sit and I need to meditate. Mm-hmm. I need to be there twice a day, once in the morning, just to get my kind of engines primed up or whatever. Right. And it's 20 minutes. And then uh, at the end of the day, just to kind of wind it all down, just to, you know, clear it all out. So that's 20 minutes. So two times a day, 20 minutes. And wow. That's two times a day at 20. So 40 total. Yeah. 40 minutes. I mean, what do you got? Do I, I mean, that's less than a television show, yeah. you know I mean? Yeah, yeah. Depending on what you're watching on TV. And I tell you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm happier because of it. I, I'm still, I still have stress, but sure. I have, I, I do believe I have less because of it too. But the other thing too is, is I got to keep moving, man. I got to, I got to, I don't know if it's a, like a wanderlust type of thing or this adventure. Or, and it's not adrenaline. It's not like I race motorcycles and do like 110 down, you know, I-40. Mm-hmm. But um, but I got to keep, I, I don't know if it's like exploration or something. So I got into scuba diving. Oh, nice. And, um, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I love it. I've been doing that for years. And then um, and then now I'm learning how to fly an airplane just yeah. because I, I need challenges in life to keep me moving for, for my mental health. Sure. So I keep challenging myself to do different things. So the bar is obviously a challenge. But now, now that we're kind of reopening up again, it, it's I got a gr- an amazing staff and an amazing partner, and and I don't really have to do much. So that's allowing me to take a step back and 
and we're going to work on starting a second location now. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, which yeah, is man. really cool. We had another concept, but we're not doing that. We're going to do another location. But then still, the, the flight's cool. Like, keeping your mind active and challenged and moving forward. So, and, 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 and on one coin, I have this idea where you need to sit and meditate and just kind of clear your mind and focus and, and, and really think about things in that light. Because you get cluttered with all kinds of shit yeah. throughout the day. And then on the other side, for me... I need to be challenged and to do things. So like the scuba diving and the fly, like riding, I ride, you know, I have my motorcycle Mm -hmm. and uh, flying an airplane. That's how I stay, like keep my mind challenged. Yeah. You know, try to do it. You ever hear Benny Goodman? Uh, I think it was Benny Goodman. He he was a big band, 1930s, 40s. Yeah. 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 So his band is is riding around on Christmas Eve. They, They have a Christmas Eve concert that they have to, give let's say it's 1941 and they're they're driving across the country and they hit a big snowstorm right they're trying to get there they got to be there by seven o'clock and they hit the snowstorm the bus goes over the side of the road and they uh the band has to get out and now in their tuxedos and their dress shoes they have to carry their instruments and walk into the town which is like two miles away so they get all their stuff and they're walking into town and uh, the brass section, we'll call it, is walking. And, you know, as they get into town, right, you got you can see the smoke coming from the, the chimneys and you can smell like you know, Christmas Eve dinners being made. And and um, these two guys, they, they stop by a window and they look in and it's like a um, Norman Rockwell picture. The, the dad is sitting on his chair and he's smoking a pipe and the little girl is playing with the doll by the fireplace and the dog's all cozy in the corner and the mom is, I don't know, doing whatever 40s moms do and <laughs> and the boy is sitting on his dad's lap and he's telling him war stories or whatever and and the um the band members look in at that and the guy goes can you believe this and the other guy looks and he goes i know i can't believe people live like this and then they kept walking or how do no no that's what it is i, I totally thought sorry how do people even live like this yeah, and then yeah, they keep yeah. walking I didn't know that. i've heard this story. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's just i mean it's it's so true that there's some people and it's not I mean, good for you. If you're happy, right? If you're happy, then who am I to tell you what to do? Yeah. And you know it, clap your hands. But if you're but if you are there is a lot of people where just just getting into a groove and and you know, settling down is just it's not in our DNA. It doesn't work. Uh, yeah, that depressed. rut it, it kills me. Like it's it I literally feel the life draining out of me when yeah. I get into a rut. And I you know, some can do it and um Which is which is, is fine. Well, I mean that makes up the majority of all people on the planet. <laughs> yeah. No, when no. I look out there, I'm like, man, pretty much everyone and probably a lot of people watching and listening right now, you guys are in kind of a rut, man. Yeah. If you're working a nine 100%. to five and you wake up in the morning, you eat the same breakfast, you go to the same job five days a week, nine to five, you come home, you do the same routine. That's called a rut, whether you like it or not. I, mean, I like doing, my bacon and eggs every morning. What do you then do? it works for you. Do you know what? <laughs> the, the book Fight Club changed my life. I read it uh, back when I was like 21 and it's it's still the one book that I look back on. I'm like, changed my life. Because what did, what do people do? We avoid pain. We avoid yeah, um, suffering. Yeah. And Fight Club's all about just accept the pain, right? That That's when you're truly alive yeah. you're truly alive when shit sucks we had right? a thing when it was like just you learn to be comfortable no, be comfortable uncomfortable oh fuck comfortable and uncomfort yeah. you want to be uh <laughs> uncomfortable yeah damn how would we say because in iraq i mean it was it was painful so it was like you're you find to be comfortable uncomfortable I'm if, well, well, think about it that way. Um, Iraq, right, can be one of the shittiest places on planet Earth. And uh, if someone asked me, take a time machine 
go back and serve with your your flying squadron again would you do it i'd be like Fuck yes let's go tomorrow yes, me too yeah and it's so weird right like heartbeat. yeah yeah i would i mean it was i mean hell my team we were a mitt team there was only uh 15 of us right living with a battalion worth of iraqis yeah <laughs> we were never on an american base but fuck, I'd do it again. Absolutely. My Humvee didn't have AC, and it was like 117 <laughs> degrees outside. I just sweat. I was so miserable. But I'd do, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But do it, it also again. gives you it gives you an idea of what pain and suffering is, right? It Someone who's had air conditioning their whole life yeah. uh, suddenly loses it for two, day, two days. It's the end of right. the world. It's like, I mean, it, it's all perspective. I mean, I've had those conversations with my staff sometimes. That when like, because it does, it gets very busy and it's frustrating, and and we're working. I'm like. Guys, man, it can always be worse. It can though. always be worse. Let me tell you this one time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, even like, yeah, it can always be worse. I mean, especially working in medicine, you see the way some people die and you're like, God, that's about as worse as it could get. And then you learn about it in something else. You're like, nope, yeah, like it's definitely worse. So death, worse. death isn't the worst thing. It's it's that the, tr- the journey there that can really yeah, fuck you up. The pain and the suffering and the trauma. That's pancreatic cancer. That's when like, oh, ALS, that's Huntington's. My aunt. She has stage four pancreatic cancer. Yeah, there's some, that's, that's one of the downfalls. I love, I love being in medicine, but one of the downfalls is you just learn the most horrific ways because we're not going to make it out of here alive. We're all going down. And it's, it's yeah, I hate that part. But you just say, all right. You're, well. you're surrounded by it. Yeah. Like, at yeah, least yeah. I'm surrounded by good times. So you're like surrounded by... I'm like, surrounded by a bunch yeah. of wine. I won't say that because this is live. The last time I saw a good time at your place was uh, my girlfriend and I, Frank was there and his wife, and we watched this guy do three circles, leaning right around the bar to get his way out the door that was 10 feet away to go out the other door that is 30 feet away. Why? He circled the bar three times. That was the band that was playing that one night. Malia was like, oh my God, there's a girl randomly singing up on the stage. And this guy circled the bar three times to get outside. It was the funniest thing. We we, um, we do not over-serve people. So he must have come in that way. I think he no, was lost. No, he, he came in stumbling. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sometimes they do. He, I mean, <laughs> he must not have eaten either because Malia, Malia cut We're him off. We're pretty good about not... No, well, not, that's what I'm saying. They don't over-serve. Yeah, because you don't cut do him that. Off you serve quick. really good booze. You can't afford to get drunk there. Malia <laughs> cut him off real quick. But he, but this guy was either... Oh, he's a lightweight. But he was just circling the bar. We're all just like, oh, there he goes again. Let me, there he goes again. Yeah. Let me ask you uh, this question. All right. So the, the human brain is let's get let's go wait what if okay human brain is powered by molecules molecules at the subatomic level get really weird you have uh subatomic particles which uh, which go crazy on the like uh uh physics right especially when you get in the subatomic range things don't act you get wormholes you get things snap in and out of existence since our brains work at that level, right, we have people that are like, oh, there's quantum computers. Do we walk around with a quantum computer every single day? Uh-huh. Do you think that meditation, it's almost like our brains are like a uh, antenna and it's just bombarded with radiation all day long, right? Uh, someone honks you in a red light. Um, I don't know. You're late on a bill, something. Nah, 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 nah. But deep down inside, we are pure we are pure consciousness and getting through that or getting to that. The only way is to get within yourself through something like meditation. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say yeah to that. <laughs> yeah. So, right. Because, because um, you had look, an outer body experience. Dude, Remember it was wild. One? Yeah. When I was going hard, I, I've had a bunch since then too. Oh, but, really? Um, no shit. Yeah. When you really get into a deep meditation, your yeah. brain like does weird. It's exactly stuff, what man. I'm talking about. It's almost like I, I really want to go and do, um, 
ayahuasca. ayahuasca. Yeah, I do too. I want to see what that. Not does. that we condone ayahuasca. It's a legal substance. Um, I'm just saying, it. like, there are certain things that just open your mind up a little. No, one hundred percent. I think but, DMT but, should be legalized and used for certain right, uh, under well, under medical care. Sure, Absolutely. sure. And um, you know, meditation is kind of like the uh, is just another way to open your mind up. If, yeah. But it's the the hard thing for I think for most people is not being distracted. Right. So when you sit there in silence, you can't help but your mind just bounces all over the place. And that's why you practice meditation. Mm -hmm. Because at some point you're able to block out all those thoughts. And then I, when I first got it, it was weird, man. It was like, I could feel, it was like a switch happened. Like my, like it felt different. Like, like if you ever listen to like music that just really affects you. And a lot of times either like classical music or really good jazz because the way the chords are put together and the progression of the music, like it, it plays with your brain because your brain's trying to comprehend it. Mm-hmm. it. You can almost feel it working, right? Like the synapses or whatever firing. So meditation, I found when I go deep meditate, you can feel that. Like your brain like starts doing different things. And remember like when we were younger and computers were just like getting popular, mm-hmm. you know, late 90s, early 2000s, where we all had our desktops. You used to have to do something. You had to defrag the computer. Right. Remember that? Yeah. So because the computer would just store stuff in its memory bank and it would just put shit everywhere. And then and then it had to like search to find those different things. And it would slow it down. It would slow yeah. it down. So you had to defrag it, which kind of put everything in order. Mm-hmm. Well, I found that meditation kind of does that. Like it just sort of puts things back in the place. It's almost like your mind is defragging. But then but like that's like the physical, right? But when you were saying like the universe and stuff talking to you, I, I think we have our consciousness that is like the observable world, like our five senses. But then you have your subconscious, and that's where we get our gut reaction feelings, our intuitions from. Yeah. And that's something different. And I think by doing meditation, you're able to kind of tap into that subconscious. And I always find that when I meditate, um, uh, decisions come easier to me. You know, like if I have a question that's like really wearing on me, answers kind of present themselves. Because now I'm like, think I'm going into that subconscious layer and it's like the answer is there it's always been there but i'm so distracted by all exactly. these these this, my consciousness which is the five senses everything else around me that i don't see it or i'm blind to it or i refuse to see it because of whatever this that or the other thing you know maybe outside influences like friends or whatever yeah like telling you what to do or how you should be or the tv show or tell you or the tv show <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Aniston's up there and I'm totally distracted. <laughs> Whoops. Back in the old days. <laughs> yeah, but but it's a way to kind of like tap into that, I yeah. think, you know, because you blocked it all out. And when you've practiced it enough, then you can really do that. So does that answer your question? Absolutely. Check, check out, go over to uh, weightwhatif.com. All those old episodes are still up there. And I, I interviewed a guy who um, was a... Uh, oil person he worked in the oil industry of up in like alberta canada or something and he he felt like i like you were talking about you know i'm just a cog i'm just here right, right? i don't i don't feel like there's any meaning so he he was into meditating and he got like you to the point where he could find himself kind of going into this realm that isn't it's kind of in the metaphysical it's kind of inside yourself and then he went down to peru and did ayahuasca and he's got a great, it's, he's got an intense story about it. Uh, and he said he remembers thinking after his experience that it felt like it, it was the same thing, right? It was the same experience as when he got into deep meditation as when he went on an ayahuasca adventure. But it felt like it was like a, an elevator to get there versus having to walk up. Like the, oh, yeah, the, the, yeah, the work, yeah. it was just like, he, and then he was like, oh man, I didn't have to do all that work. I could have just gone here and yeah. <laughs> But um, no, it's you're like a psychedelic. You're absolutely the older I get, the older I get, the more 
it's funny, the more uh, metaphysical I get, because the more I just see things that tell me, like they, they don't match up with, I feel like if you live life concrete, black and white, hard, soft, night and day, you, you can, that's fine. Uh, you can eventually die from that, you know, you know, you can live and die. Um, but when you start looking at the internal workings of things and you start understanding, um, I don't know, emotions, love, hate, like what are these things that you feel? What, what is this in your head? And you take time and you meditate, life becomes so much more interesting and it, mm-hmm. it becomes more meaningful. And then, you know, you look at people that are struggling mental health wise, they, every single person out there, every single person could benefit from some sort of meditation, some sort of breathing, some sort of, even like, I like to go out and lift heavy things. <laughs> I got a 150 pound sandbag. I'll just go out there completely quiet and just pick it up and drop it, pick it up and drop it. That'll be my workout for the day. And I just feel so much better. Like I get into a, I don't even know what you would call it. Like a, a state of homeostasis that just drives me through the rest of the day. He's so like, I mean, man, I got stuff to do. I just like to pick things up and put them. Down. I really love to do that. Uh, I hate sitting at a bench and doing this, but then you take like an Atlas stone oh, shit, and lift it up. This. No, you pick up like an Atlas stone, you throw it over a fence. You're like, yeah, yeah. now I'm, now I feel oh good. man, we were doing a lot of amateur strongman lifting when I was still in the Marines. Oh That's god, I, I love that myself. stuff. Love that. Yeah, stuff. Atlas stones, logs. Yeah, just top, big yeah. ass fucking tires. You feel good afterwards, but yeah. <laughs> Kevin's hearing this, stuff. and he's hearing Mike, and he's got a massive boner. I mean, what <laughs> <are you talking? laughs> this is weird. Welcome to the Mike and Kevin show. Hey. Mike and Kevin in the morning. Hey, welcome, Traffic everyone. is crazy today. If you're on the I-40, <laughs> all right. We've we've got it's nine fifteen. Holy crap. Um, I don't even think we have time for the rundown. Uh, let's see. We'll do a couple rundowns. Do it, man. Do it yeah. real quick. Who do you most admire? Are you talking to me? Yeah, it's yeah. the rundown. We ask you it's hard sweet. questions. Holy moly. Who do I admire? I, I don't know if I'd put a, a number. I, these are fast questions. Yep. Yep. Gandhi. Uh, <laughs> no, I'd probably, maybe my grandfather. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and say that he was a huge influence in a lot of my decision making. He was Navy, right? If was, I remember. Yep. Yeah. Look at my freaking memory. I'm, I'm impressed. Thank you. Yeah. Thank he you, was. Dr. Navy Mark Gordon. Yep. And so was your brother was Navy. He was, yeah. And then you went kind of kind of Navy. I was like, nah, I'm going Marines. <laughs> if we're going to do it, we're doing it right. It was <laughs> uh, what is best? <laughs> I love this question. Is it like between two things? Or just That's just a general. What's, what's best? best? Oh, you know, it, it's all dependent on the person, you know? I mean, you, if, if it's uh, What is best person. to you? What's best? I'm going to get rid of this question because it um, confuses cha- people. Challenging, challenging myself is best, I think. Stay in... Um, Staying active and challenged my, my mentally and physically, I think is best. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. So I think yeah. you should keep what is best because that gets someone's like growing. They're like, what are you talking about? That's well, I don't yeah. know. You tell if me. You're telling me like what's best in my life. It's um, it's constantly challenging myself. I always say making babies, at least trying to. <laughs> you don't have to so, actually make them. Oh, sex. But, you're talking about sex. No. Yeah, it's sex, sex is nice. kids. This yeah. is sex a is children's nice. show. We sex say is making great, babies. But, um, well, sex can be a challenge too. I mean, if you got to can be. You got to get out of your head sometimes. With permission. <laughs> All right. Got to throw that out there. We're consenting adults. <laughs> we, it's some for some people. It's got to have a disclaimer. I mean, what consent? Yeah, yeah. What is the worst thing someone can do for their mental health? Deny it. Awesome. Thank you. I was just thinking, ignore it. But yeah, man, perfect. Same thing, ignoring or denying, yeah. I think is the worst. Same thing. What is the best band of all time? Don't you fucking dare. Oh, wow. Um, look, look at your, don't you look at that blackened bottle. I was, right I, Metallica is on <laughs> my list, but they kind of screwed that up a little bit, you know. Did they? What happened? They, they got soft. Oh. And yeah. then they got hard again. Remember when they cut their hair? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm still a huge Metallica fan, always. Uh, yeah, that would probably be the first band I really found myself was with Metallica. Okay. Frank Sinatra was a huge influence. Led Zeppelin's a huge influence. Yeah. Um, Did you ever hear, uh, you see this a lot, you can find YouTube videos, where they take Led Zeppelin music and compare it to the 1920s and 30s blues guitarists that they uh, stole their shit from? Man, some of it, that's some of my favorite Led Zeppelin stuff is that more bluesy stuff that's not nearly as mainstream as some of their other things. What's funny, well, what they'll do is they'll take like a, a 1920s recording right off of yeah, whatever and they'll put it similar. right next to it and you're like oh my god they totally ripped this off you that's can, the only thing that pissed me off it. about them well i mean everyone's ripping someone off of something i mean that's everyone's true. influenced by something that's I true mean, there well, are very few originals out there that's why we do this that right after just, just like the joe rogan podcast <laughs> <laughs> welcome to gi joe rogan <laughs> there's a little bit of something from yeah. somebody we all get influenced somewhere Let's see what else we have here. Um, if you could have only one alcohol for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, I guess we can go type and brand. Oh, um, oh man. So, oh shit. If there's only one bourbon, probably because there's a lot of things you can do with it. I mean, you can go in a lot of different directions. There's high rise, traditional, weeded, finished. I mean, there's interesting things you can do with it. Um, and then as far as brand, oh, man, I'm not going to choose a brand. <laughs> it was either or, I guess. Oh, so, yeah, yeah you're fine. My type is going to be a brand because there's just so much you can do with it. I agree. I, I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no bourbon experience, right? I was the type, if I ever drank bourbon, it was like, give me a Jack and Coke. And it's like, okay. Um, but then you moved in over here and you started talking to me about it. And you're like, come in, come in and look. And oh, you had yeah, this table so set up. And yeah. I was like. Teach me, oh great one! And now I'm a I'm a bourbon guy through and through. He was like, God, I like yeah. Jack and Coke and Nickel Black. Show yeah, me some Jack is not it. even Jack is not even bourbon. That's how that's the crazy. It's not. Thing. I thought it was Tennessee whiskey. It's Tennessee whiskey. Okay, yeah, because yeah, Kentucky so, bourbon. That's right. No, well, bourbon's in America. Okay, anywhere in America. Just, okay, so yeah, five major is, rules to create yeah. bourbon. Let's hear it. Go. Oh, you want to hear all five? Yes. Okay, so this 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 is uh, as you know, Congress made it so in 1964. Mm-hmm. So made bourbon America's official spirit. Um, as it so, should be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. So the first thing is, is that it's got to have at least 51% in the mash bill, which is basically your recipe. It's mm-hmm. got to be corn, right? Mm-hmm. It can be, but traditionally it's going to be more than 51%, but there's got to be at least 51%. It's got to be aged in brand new charred oak barrels. Uh, it, it actually doesn't even have to be a barrel. It, it, that's... Um, typically what you see it aged in i mean it could be a bucket for all that matters it's got to be brand new charred oak meaning brand they, they take oak. the the oak tree they chop it down they create the barrel out of it they char the inside of it they put the whiskey in it matures for some amount of time and then they remove it and now you have as long as you follow the other rules it works so when they age it in like like angel envy or burning chair that's not really yeah, bourbon? so so technically burning chair and angel envy they are not bourbons okay. it's it's bourbon that has been finished in in the case of uh Angel's Envy, it's a port wine barrel. Right. In the case of Burning Chair, it's Cabernet, it's a Cabernet cast. And this stuff right here is... Um, this is a black, black... Well, this is... They don't even say bourbon. That's an American... So it's American-style whiskey at that right. point. Because you right. cannot add or take away from bourbon. Bourbon is... Bourbon is like the most pure fucking spirit on the planet. Mm-hmm. If you follow... You know? If you follow the rules, right? Right, right. So, okay, 51% corn at least. Brand new charred oak barrels. And then it has to be made in America. Because it's America's spirit. So when right. that happened... Kentucky wasn't like where it's only Kentucky. You can make it in Alaska if you want to. Right. Most bourbons made in Kentucky. There are lots of great distilleries around the country. Those are the three big ones. The other two are a bit more specific. You know, when it comes out of the still, no higher than 160 proof. When it goes into the barrel, it cannot be any higher than 125 proof. Wow. And that all has to do with maintaining the integrity of the grain. 
because the grain, the, the corn, the barley, the rye, if it's a if it's a traditional or high rye, or the wheat as the flavoring grain, if it's a weeded bourbon like Maker's Mark or Larceny or Old Fitzgerald, um, that you got to maintain the integrity. There's so much flavor in that, and then yeah. if you come out of the still higher than 160, you start to strip a lot of those flavor profiles out. Yeah, and then it just becomes it's your neutral fire grain spirit. Well, yeah, 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 it's neutral grain like a vodka. Right? Yeah, so it's a very neutral thing. And then going into the barrel, you you want to proof it down to at least 125 proof prior to going into the barrel because too much alcohol in the barrel it it, it kind of blocks that reaction that the alcohol has with the, or the bourbon has with the wood mm-hmm. so we're pulling a lot of flavor out of wood as well there's a lot of sugars different congeners fatty acids proteins uh, tannins that are inside the wood that the whiskey is going to go into the wood and it's going to pull that stuff out and it's going to influence the flavor of the whiskey too yeah so with the higher alcohol content it almost inhibits that ability so if you lower the proof some it has a, a stronger uh, chance uh, likelihood of it going into the wood and coming out with some really great flavors so so you keep it at 125 and then you may ask well how do you get like bookers that has 130 proof well mm. You know, as the whiskey is sitting in that barrel and aging, something's happening. You know, things are uh, evaporating out of the wood, mm-hmm. right? So if more water evaporates out of the, the barrel than, than stays behind, well, now you have a higher alcohol by volume, right? There's mm-hmm. more alcohol by volume. Now, if alcohol evaporates out of the, the uh, barrel, then you're going to start dropping some of that alcohol by volume. So you could end up with a lower proof or a higher proof, depending on what's happening inside the wood. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's so many things that go into making bourbon, but as so, long as you do it, I mean, it's such a pure thing. So why, like when I hear that, uh, and I get it, everyone's got different flavors, different tastes and stuff, but it's like, why do you drink vodka? Because, I mean, bourbon is to get so... fucked up. Bourbon oh, is so... It was in- the 80s and the 80s. The 70s and it's 80s true. fucked us up. Yeah, it was the, like, was that it's a like yellow beer, yeah. yellow beer, cheap booze. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was like the worst it really was. decades for drinking. Even the cars sucked. <laughs> Everything was awful. Yeah, and the clothes sucked. But, yeah, it's like... <laughs> fucking and, Zima. And that's, that's, yeah, Zima. That's my thing, right? When I... Uh, the reason why I like bourbon is because... You know, I'll go out there and pick any bottle and then be like, all right, let's figure out what this one is. And it's like an experience, right? You'd, oh, yeah. you'd the first taste, you're like, what am I tasting, right? It might kick you in the nuts the first <laughs> taste, or it might yeah. just be like a gentle back rub. It all depends on what what you're drinking. And then it does. There's so much. And and that's what I love about it. And then doing it with, with like guys like you. It's like we sit around, you drink it, and it becomes an experience. And and in a lot of ways it's a bonding thing. And it's people Coming back to what's this? Kevin has a bourbon crush now. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. Who said that? Oh, Ruggy. Some Ruggie. guy in a bunny costume. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking Ruggy. Ruggy is like yeah. Ruggy's the best. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's got he's got his sappy plate or plate carrier on his bunny costume. <laughs> Man, that's nice. We've almost got an hour and a half. This is probably the longest show we've done in a long time. Oh my bad. No, we no, no, no. The three hour. Remember? Oh yeah, that was uh, that was the we raised money. No, dude, not not your fault. Uh, good stuff. We talked about a lot of good stuff tonight. Uh, cool. We'll have you back on because I, I love Let's this. Do it. I love having people in studio. It's, we it's talked a lot about also doing a show. We, we were trying to do it a couple times, but um, yeah, we didn't have like the technology do down yet. Well, that's too. Yeah, we could do pre-recorded, but we couldn't figure out this whole live and getting a good. But oh, we could technically go live at your bar yeah, and get a sound like this. It might yeah. be might be fun. I'd like to. I mean, we have you have your new computer and stuff. And we have we can set stuff up. And let's just, do it. It's up to him. Obviously, it's his place. But, yeah, bring yeah. it. I mean, we you know on certain nights we get real busy, but yeah, just come on, man. It's well, fine. thanks thanks for coming on, Mike. Everyone, head over to uh, revival1869.com. Is yep. that correct? Yes. Yeah, or look him up on Instagram uh, and Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. He's always putting things on every now and then. He'll show up in my feed. And I like it. I like it like this because I'm a boomer, apparently. I would like <laughs> it, but I'm banned on Facebook. So still, wow. Another, yeah, stop. 30 days. I'm down to 16 left. 
Wow. Very good. What did you do for that? Where can people, if someone wants to buy, later. if people want to buy like your t-shirt or if they um, want to buy well, tumblers. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the bar supply stuff is on revival1869.com. We have okay. a little store there. Um, but the t-shirts, that's kind of like an in-house thing. It's a limited release thing. So I don't put those on the website cause we're only getting so many made. Sure. We used to get more made, but then they just sit. No one buys them. So as soon as we figured out we can make them limited. Yeah. Do you have any left? I mean, (laughs) I just put the order in. So, yeah, we. I mean, they're not even here yet. I'm hoping by next week. Oh, it's going to be OD green. I mean, the the, the shirt color is going to be... It's going Speaking to be like, of which, we're all wearing right now. Yeah, it's going to be a non, another another non-essential social club Save shirt. me an, ex- nice. uh, save me an ah, XL because I'm fat. So, yeah, yeah. everyone, thanks for coming out. Thanks for checking out the show. I really, really appreciate it. Head over to irreverentwarriors.com. Click on events. Find a Silky's hike. we got to get Mike on a Silky's hike. Uh, lots it. of fun. Lots of fun. we got a bunch Wilmington, going around June. here. Wilmington in June. That's right. June 12th. Um, head over to 21gun.net. Buy a t-shirt, you cheap mothers. Well, yeah, what say. is it, like 20 bucks? Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the, They're 23. Your t-shirt? No, my t-shirts. Oh, yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't it's, even have my t-shirt on. I'm so I'm Force. such a good... Yeah, this is just a shirt that I have. I thought it was Air Force. <laughs> no, oh, that's regular, not sure. oh. regular forces. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I figured let's end on this because uh, we've had so much... Did we ever do Arthur get out of the tank? We didn't. I think we did, actually. I think did I played we? that one. Okay, so we're going to do a uh, little Air Force love tonight. So here we go. And guys, we will see you next week. I've already forgotten who the guest is going to be, but it will be awesome. I guarantee you. And if you want to be the guest in studio, no, next week we have Molly. Mally. Mally. I say Molly. Mally. Mally. I've got a speech impediment. I've got a stutter like our president. Um, if you are uh, blah, 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 send me a, an email. Kevin at 21gun.net. Spell it out. 21gun.net. We'll see you guys next week. Check out this video. It's pretty sweet. Is that a warthog? Yeah. Watch what it does to this car. This is a Taliban. My favorite, my favorite about this, my favorite about this is, um, look at the size of the holes. trying to get why would they get rid of that airplane like i, I heard they're trying to get rid of it because it's so awesome yeah they're gonna keep it good i mean it's like the most badass plane there is they actually just made a a turboprop um a6 t6 texan that kind of does this can fly slower which is so it's based it looks like a old p40 so Mustang. they just updated their own more